Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. We are continuing our Lenten series of faith journeys. Today, I'm inviting onto the podcast our pastoral intern here at Bethany Lutheran Church, intern Rita Argus, is joining us. She's done a number of podcasts for us already during her tenure here at Bethany. And today, I sit down with her just to hear about some of the major moments in her journey of faith. It's a really fascinating conversation as she talks about time in campus ministry, time in the Peace Corps, and her discernment process before heading off to seminary. We'll get to hear more from her about all those details. And then I really appreciate, too, that Rita and I were able to dive into some of the major themes that come up as she shares with us her story. I hope that listening to Rita's story can give you um, some connection points with your own journey of faith and that our conversation about some of the theological themes that arise, that that's interesting and enlivening for your journey of faith as well. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for leaving us reviews and ratings on the iTunes store. All of that helps more people discover the podcast. And I think it's just a important year people might be looking for spiritual resources during the season of lent so let them know about the together for good podcast we really appreciate it but now a conversation with rita argus about her journey of faith hey everybody we're really glad you're listening this is another one of our lenten series of podcasts where we're talking with people about their faith journey and i have everyone's favorite local intern, Rita Argus. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming on, Rita. Um, I'm not just turning this all over to you to program and run like you've done on so many other podcasts so well. Um, But I'm bringing you on because I want to hear about your faith journey. And so I'm going to just kind of turn the floor over to you. I've got my notebook and I'll take some notes as I listen to you. But yeah, tell us a story. How in the world does someone from Wisconsin end up as a pastoral intern in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Well, let me tell you. (laughs) It's a story and a time and a half. Uh, So, yeah, I, you know, grew up Lutheran. I was born and raised, cradled a, well, hopefully grave, uh, (laughs) Lutheran, (laughs) as one likes to say. And and so, uh, you know, in high school and stuff, we did all the church things as a family. And, uh, you know, I was always deep in the Lutheran church and everything like that. Um, but when I went on to college, uh, you know, there was kind of just like weird turmoil at my home church and stuff like that. And so it kind of made me start to question organized religion. Being, what does it mean to be Lutheran? What does it mean to be spiritual? What does it mean to be Christian? Um, and so I actually took a break from attending church at all um, when I first started college. I Part of it was just that transition piece of moving into, um, you know, a new place, being on my own for the Mm. first time Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, But yeah, and like really kind of took a chance to question what this like faith life was for me rather than, um, you know, before that, because it was so centered around my family. It was so rooted in what my family thought a faith life looked like. And I really wanted to take time to figure it out for myself. Uh, And so as part of that, I was pulled into the community um, at the Lutheran Campus Center, which is the um, campus ministry at UW-Madison. Wait, Uh, so how did that... I don't want to get too fast to it, because you're already coming back, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. 
talk to me about these like this questioning. So it sounds like you kind of just like went along with it. This is just what our family does, and you go to church every Sunday, and you probably like sort of liked it. Yeah, right? yeah. Because um, you could have, could you have rebelled before? Do you think, or would that have gone poorly? I mean, I maybe could have rebelled, but we also would always go out to lunch as a family after. Yeah. And so there is the bribing piece <laughs> of getting to go out to lunch with my family and like seeing my grandparents. Parents, are you listening? This yeah. is how you get your kids to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, you know, so when that piece was gone, like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, didn't you have a meal plan in college? Yeah. Come on. Um, so, so there's the, right, like just like kind of the the changing of scenery and yeah. location, right? You were living on campus, I assume. Yeah, living on campus. Um, and so there, there's that, but then it also sounds like there's this questioning piece. Can you tell us just a little bit more? about that like it sounds like there was you know not good stuff happening at your home church Mm -hmm. so that probably made you just think about it but also you were not a religion major right were you no yeah so i um, wanted to major in engineering okay and uh to be clear like the like none of my churches and like none of the lutheran practices or anything told me that i had to pick between you know being in a science major or engineering major or religion um but society often pushes you to uh almost have to choose like it's like people Mm. look at you weird if you believe in evolution but then call yourself a christian um in the greater society were you listening to brian's podcast (laughs) oh that's the whole theme of brian jaster's podcast anyways yeah or um you know even now, like, uh, because I majored in engineering and now I'm in seminary, I still get this, like, questioning look of, like, well, why did you do that? Like, why would you go back to (laughs) being spiritual? Like, when you're in this field that is all about answering questions and a lot of spiritual life is not answering questions and, like, leaving questions hanging and wrestling with questions. Um, And so I think that was the piece that I was also trying to sort out for myself of, okay, if I'm going to major in engineering... And I'm going to pursue this uh, path in science. How do I fit that with a spiritual life? Um, And I think I had to figure that out for myself because it was, again, like the Lutheran Church wasn't telling me that I had to choose, but society kept telling me that I had to choose Mm. almost. And um, so just wrestling with that. And So do you think that led to some of your questioning too? Is like you felt like this push that you just kind of had to choose between the two? Yeah, yeah. And like... Did I believe in this stuff? Uh, yeah. Because I couldn't answer it, and I couldn't get these finite answers that I was maybe searching for at that time. That engineers love. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, you know, the people I'd have been around who were really spiritual or really faithful seemed to have it figured out. I know for a fact now that they didn't have it figured out. <laughs> um, but then it made me also kind of feel like I had to have this all sorted out before I could pursue this um Hmm. pursue a faith life and um i know that that's not true now i know that you know being faithful and being spiritual is about questioning and is about um you know those moments when you're really wrestling with something and those moments when you're certain about something um and then that's okay like you don't have to have everything figured out and like god still loves you and still cares for you and still um you know wants you to be a part of a community hmm and so did you, like, are there particular, well, let's kind of move on because it sounds like the, the community at UW-Madison mm-hmm. pulled you in somehow. How did, how did that happen? <laughs> so in a stunning turn of events, the campus pastor was the former pastor at my home church 
And so he was doing a circuit around the local churches to basically drum up support for Lutheran Campus Ministry. Mm-hmm. Went to my home church and met my parents who gave him my email address. And he reached out to me individually um, with an email, like a very nice invite to join in the community, but like not like no pressure in that cool. just to like join in with worship. And um, I went and I was sucked in. Um, I think just it was a, a more unique community than I had been in because it was a lot of really like-minded people. There mm. was a lot of people who were in the STEM fields, um, like even you know graduate students and that were math majors and far smarter than I am, uh, who were a part of that community. And so it gave me a space that I could feel comfortable with still wrestling with the stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, in a very like spiritual way now and so I could ask them about like their experience with wrestling with the STEM field versus spiritual um, fields or spiritual side of life and uh, yeah and I think too because they were so like-minded and I could communicate with them um, just in a way that I hadn't communicated with a community of faith before uh, which was really interesting. So tell us too. I'm just curious. Like, yeah. where do you where do you stand on this issue nowadays as well? Right, like having yeah. gone through some seminary, most of your seminary, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of gone away for a little bit of question. How how long would you say you were sort of disconnected from a church there? I mean, like four to six months or okay. so. Yeah. yeah so it wasn't a super long time. But... Beginning of college. And did yeah. your parents know? Is that why they gave them? They <laughs> no. had no idea. No, right? they had no idea. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, now they know. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> she always listens when I'm on the podcast. So there you go. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, nowadays, uh, it's um, it's interesting because like I thought that taking Bible classes in seminary was going to bring up a lot of these wrestlings again, um, which I definitely wrestle with text a lot. But at the same time, it's given. The more I've dived into biblical texts and biblical languages and like that, all of that that goes along with those classes in seminary has given me more freedom and more excitement around the biblical texts. And mm. um, I think it's really cool that, you know, we have these creation narratives at the beginning of Genesis, yeah. um, which are really written as like artistic renderations of the how the world was created. And... Like, we're not supposed to read them as a science textbook. Like, that's never what they were written for. But at the same time, like, when you're reading through Genesis, the fact that it uh, somewhat lines up with the, you know, lineage of evolution, I think is speaks more to the scriptures being divinely yeah. given um, rather than someone just making them up uh, as on a whim or whatever. And um, I think it's really cool that you get that art piece of this, like, science understanding that we have now um to kind of explain it in a different way um so for people who don't think in a very like linear science manner Mm -hmm. they can read the genesis stories and get this really like beautiful artistic poem uh that matches the timeline or so cool no i love all those pieces that you're bringing in there too and just this idea as well about um well it sounds like you've kind of you found answers in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that you, you know, that, and that's often the point that I try and bring up for people too. And they're like, yeah, like there's just not clean answers. Like, yeah, but maybe you can find, you know, like other answers within it that yeah. just don't look necessarily as black and light as you might expect. 
as engineering tells you, right? Like, yep. and that's yeah. engineers often have trouble with this because, like, <laughs> no, like the bridge is either going to hold the cars or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, there are like very clear answers in mathematics like that. And when we're dealing with something like the divine and the creator of the universe and what it means to be human, like obviously the answers are going to be. A little more poetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like messy and complicated, and but I think too, um, you know, we like to make all the engineering problems, like all the engineering problems that we were doing in school, always came out to an answer. Mm-hmm. But in real life, very rarely is there like one answer. And so uh, when we were talking mm. about that in class too, I fit that with, um, you know, my spiritual life and faith life in the biblical text cool. of like that. Um, you know, we would like to have there be an answer to why people did things in some of the difficult texts to read. And it's just life is messy and complicated is sometimes the way that it comes out to be in like in engineering problems in the real world. That's also sometimes the answer is like, well, we would like it to be this, you know, whatever value, but we know that it's not going to work out that way in the real world because of X, Y, or Z. Totally. Yeah. Oh, well, well said. That's awesome. All right. So, Coming back to your story then, you um, get pulled back into campus ministry, mm-hmm. and then what happens next? Yeah, so I mean, I got involved and um, had opportunities to travel with the Lutheran Campus um, Center, so we went to El Salvador and Guatemala um, for a lear- oh, cool. learning service trip. That was the first time that I'd been out of, out of the country, uh, and, um, you know, had lots of opportunities through that ministry to explore different things and um, go out of, out of the country and whatnot. And so that kind of sparked my interest in doing the Peace Corps after mm-hmm. I graduated from college. Um, and so then serving in the Peace Corps in Senegal and West Africa. So, um, so Senegal is a predominantly Muslim country. Um, and so I lived with a family who was um, uh, practicing Muslims and like obviously wasn't attending a church, but had brought um, my own resources. Like I had a Bible and I had um, devotional books and stuff, but more to the point that it was really cool living with a family that was just deeply spiritual and deeply faithful, even in the face of, um, you know, things going wrong. Like we, I mean, I experienced droughts with them. I experienced floods with them. I experienced, um, we would always have the hunger season, which was, the time when your food stores are running out but you spent all your money to buy seeds to plant in the field um so you didn't have money to buy food you were running out of food stores and so you know your lunch might be a bowl of rice but yet they were so like deeply Mm -hmm. thankful and grateful for god's presence in their life um and so that really made me reflect on my own faith life and my own spiritual life and um how I saw God acting in the world um, as how they saw God acting in the yeah, world. Yeah, no, I, I love that too, just because, well, it's, it's interesting how it's, right, like it gave you a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how seeing other people practice their faith, even if it's not the same faith, yeah. can, can give us a different perspective. And it's just funny how, you know, the that's also like the theme of your earlier piece to all this mm-hmm. too is like you you just kind of came to a different perspective on the questions that you had yeah it's not necessarily that you even got answers and it's really funny um the, the dear listeners might not know this so yes you were in senegal west africa and peace corps mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law my wife's sister also was a peace corps volunteer mm-hmm. in senegal west africa about five or 
six years before you were there, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, and while she was there, my this is my sister-in-law, Jessica, she met her now husband, Mamadou, and they live in Buffalo, New York. They have three beautiful children. Um, and so I've gotten to know Mamadou really well, but he grew up in a small village in Senegal, not the big city, like yeah. rural Senegal. Um, and he's a very devout Muslim man and just like living, He they lived with us in Buffalo for a time. Um, and also we spent a lot of time with them when we were there. And I, I had the same experience of you, just like mm-hmm. seeing Mamadou go away five times a day to go pray. And yeah. that would just what he'd be doing. He's like, oh, I have to go pray. Yep. And, and like there was just something to them like what, what the heck like why don't I do this <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like it's a very uh, it, it was a real eye-opening moment of just seeing that deep devotion um, that he models every day mm-hmm. and then trying to find my own ways to live that on my own Christian faith as well and, and also I'm sure you had many super interesting conversations right like just the different perspective mm-hmm. and the different religious practices can give us so much new insight into our own personal practice of faith mm-hmm. yeah it was crazy because, uh, you know, like when I was there, because you were living there, you know, like I said, good things would happen and bad things would happen. And I'd be in conversations with people after, you know, travesty or um, tragic events or whatever. And uh, they would talk about what had happened, but they would always end the um, what they were saying with, but God is good. Mm. And... Uh, I just found that really interesting of like that they would always circle back around um, to like God is good in that. Uh, and even in, you know, greeting is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you meet a person, uh, you know, the first thing that you say to them is like peace be unto you. And they say it and also unto you. And then, uh, you know, asking about their family and stuff. And they would always say like, my family is over there. Like, um, you know, God willing, thanks be to God or whatever. And like, it was just so patterned in all of their language and all of their mm. ways that they're saying. Uh, yeah. And that made me reflect on like how often or not often we talk about God. Yeah, in our absolutely. Um, which I think you were kind of pointing to, too. Yeah, that's, fa- that's fascinating to think about as well. Because uh, frankly, like when you meet those people, Nowadays, in in American culture, yeah. it's so stigmatized. Yeah, and you know, you kind of think, oh, like there's that person who you know really the loves time. the Lord, yeah. and always tells you about it. And it's almost you know because it's not as patterned into our whole society. Right. That's really interesting. Right. Wow. All right. Well, so then, like anything, so then you come back from this. I'm I'm sure that that experience in Senegal is part of where you're called the seminary also arose out of because you kind of mm-hmm. went shortly after you arrived back home. Yeah, yeah. So I think the seeds were definitely planted when I was at the Lutheran Campus Center. But I think, you know, being in Peace Corps really gave it a chance for those seeds to grow. Uh, well said. Um, although, like, you know, as with all of the good characters in the Bible who get called by God and run the opposite direction, I definitely did that as well. Um, and so coming back from Peace Corps and trying to figure out, okay, what did I learn about myself? Who am I? Like, who is the United States at that point and everything? Uh, You know, I really felt the call to ministry, and I was like, that's funny, God, I'm not doing that. And so I ran the opposite direction um, and worked in an engineering field for a couple of years, but just didn't really like it. Um, You know, part of that was I didn't like the work, but part of that was also, like, the work environment and everything. Um, and I just like kept feeling this call to ministry and, you know, kept feeling a call to communities of faith. Um, and that was like where I felt 
the most of myself and the most at home. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to try out the seminary thing. Um, and so like going into seminary and being like, I don't, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be, but we're going to try it. Like worst case, I'll just go back to engineering. Um, but yeah, ever since then, like, I, so I picked Trinity again, like there's this underlying theme of community in yeah, I've noticed story. That. Uh-huh. And so I picked Trinity, um, because, the community is so strong there. Um, it's a small but mighty school. And so, you know, I became really close with my classmates and really close with the professors. Um, you know, even to this day, like we talk almost every day with uh, my classmates and whatnot. And uh, and so I think that piece was um, really important for me too, of like starting out this journey and making sure that I was seeking out community because that's where I felt the most at home in my faith life. Uh, and yeah and like i mean ever since i began seminary i know that's not everyone's cup of tea like i'm not telling everyone to like go get a master's of divinity but um i felt like more myself i felt more Mm. confident i felt um more sure of my faith and spirituality even when you know i have those days where i'm like lamenting just what's going on in the world or i have those days where i'm questioning like is this really what I want to do? Um, or I have those days where, you know, I'm really excited about ministry or I have those days that, um, you know, I'm wrestling with really difficult texts that is, uh, has been used to hurt people. Like even in the midst of all those questions and all those wrestlings, I feel very, um, grounded in my faith life and, um, that this is where I'm supposed to be. So that's awesome. And that's a good place to be at too. That's a really good place to be at of just confident in where God has led you to this point. Um, Rita, you are a gift to this place. We're so lucky to have you and all the things that you bring to the table. And I really appreciate you sharing this story with us. I love these themes of um, questioning and uh, acknowledging that that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like, I I didn't fire you right there for saying (laughs) you had a season of questioning. Uh, And that was intentional. But also the way that um, different perspectives can help us better understand mm-hmm. what we're going through in ourselves, right? Like just getting outside our box sometimes. Yeah. You don't have to go to Senegal either to do that. Nope. But yeah, that's an awesome experience. And this theme of community, mm-hmm. right? That we we know so well now of just how important it is to be together um, after this pandemic and everything. Not that it's yeah <laughs> after this pandemic, this continuing <laughs> pandemic um and how important community is for all that but you're right cool but even that community is what brought you back right like that it was your home church community that this campus pastor was visiting that then reached out to you to get you back connected to community there the community of people that you met and you know grew with in senegal too in the ways that they taught you i don't know that's just a great theme yeah no and i mean i think that uh like I said, like the seeds were planted and like the trees grew and stuff. And, but I think community is definitely like the roots of the, of the tree, the roots of those seeds that are growing. Um, and I think I have noticed that, um, being a really key piece of other people's like faith and spirituality is like seeking out that in community instead of focusing on, um, your own individual faith life. Cause like when you are questioning, it's really hard to be in that on your own because then you wonder, you know, what's true, what's not true, where if you're in that, those conversations and those community places where you can talk about that and be open about that, um, you know, I've seen other people grow in their faith when they've been given that freedom, uh, which I think we sometimes lose that piece 
of um, our own like faith. Yeah, well, and, and just to get outside your own head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. you just need a, like a different perspective. And like you're given permission that the questioning and wrestling and stuff that you're doing is okay. Yeah. So. Well, great. Well, and that's why uh, we say we're together for good here. That's Woo-hoo. the Together for Good podcast. <laughs> like we got We got to do this faith thing um, as a community. Hey, you all. Thank you for listening, Intern Rita. Thanks for helping out with another podcast. Absolutely. My goodness, put it on your resume. Woo-hoo. Stay in peace, everyone. <laughs>